Welcome to The Grow Show, powered by Steel. On The Grow Show, we share ideas, tips, tactics, and insights to help you grow your landscaping business based on our team's 40 years of experience running a landscaping company and working with other owners and their teams to do the same. New episodes are released weekly on Wednesdays. Without further ado, here's your host, Marty Grunder. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever the case may be. This is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company and the Grow Group with another exciting edition of, yes, you guessed it, the Grow Show powered by Steel. Hey, listen, the main purpose of the Grow Show is to educate you, to inspire you, to give you some ideas to improve your leadership of your lawn or landscape business. And all this stuff is stuff that we cover in our annual event, Grow. Grow 2024 will be... February 6th, 7th, and 8th in Des Moines, Iowa at RJ uh, Lawn Service, which is going to be a terrific opportunity for you to learn. It's the first time we've gone to a woman-owned business, and it's also the first time that we've focused on someone that does a tremendous amount of snow removal. And there's a good possibility we will have some snow that we will encounter in Des Moines, and that's going to be a good thing. All right, we're tough. We're there to learn, right? So this week, I want to talk to you about something else that can be tough, but it's a good thing, and that's sales. And, uh, you know, folks, I often say that nothing happens till somebody sells something. And sales is, is where success starts. And it's where success is replicated. And for us, the sales are in the reoccurring revenue and the repeat projects that clients give us year after year. It's in the maintenance contracts that we sign up and then hopefully keep them for 30 or 40 years, however long it might be. That's where success is found. So sales becomes a very, very important job there. And and quite frankly, to be blunt, a little hard talk here from Marty, too many landscaping companies do a very, very poor job focusing on sales. And they struggle mightily as a result. Again, I'm going to say it again, nothing happens till someone sells something. So Let's talk about how you get a new salesperson off to a great start in your company and lay the groundwork for them to grow, G-R-O-W, grow. I'm going to share with you what we do at Grunder Landscaping Company and what we recommend our clients in the Grow Group do, but there's three big points that I want to share with you today. Number one, goals are needed. You got to have sales goals, okay? And then secondly, manage the activities, not the methods or the results. Uh, That's where the systems come in, folks. And then lastly, dialogue and patience is needed. You got to have one-on-ones. You got to have some patience. It takes time. So we need goals. We need to manage the activities, not the methods. And that's where the systems come in and dialogue and patience are are needed. So listen, goals. I remember years ago, I was working with an owner of a landscaping company in the Midwest and I went in to see him and he was struggling with sales. And he said, I said, listen, George, you gotta you gotta get some goals for these salespeople. You've got to put together a real professional selling process here, and there has to be goals. And he's like, I don't agree with goals. He said, I just think that my salespeople will work hard and and they'll work hard, and I don't feel a need to give them goals. If I give them a goal and they achieve the goal, where they gonna stop working? I said, George, I don't think you're understanding that. Do you have any goals? And he said, Well, yeah, of course I have goals. And see, this is something owners do often, ladies and gentlemen. We We think that our team doesn't have goals or that they don't think like us. The older I get, the more I realize your team thinks a lot more like you. If I had a dollar for every time I thought someone didn't see something when they really did see it, I'd have a lot of dollars, okay? So I think it's very, very important that you give your sales team goals. I can't imagine running an organization that doesn't have goals in place. But let me tell you the key point here. They got to be realistic goals. They got to be attainable goals. 
We know here at the Grow Group and at Grunder Landscaping Company for a salesperson to basically pay for themselves, they've got to sell $1.3 million worth of work on an annual basis. When we bring on a new salesperson within their third year of selling, we want to see them producing a million three. It used to be a million, but with inflation, we have found Vince Torchia did a, did a little research and what used to be a million dollars worth of work is a million three. So when your salespeople tell you that their sales went up by 30%, no, the prices went up by 30%. They didn't make more sales, okay? So number one, have some goals and have them be attainable, have them be realistic. Let's say you're rolling with one of your salespeople and they sold a million three last year. And now you're going to tell them, I think you can double it. You can do two million six. Well, are you going to get them an assistant? Are they going to sell a big million dollar maintenance proposal that is a lot of work on the front end? Maybe some management through it. It depends on what the work is. But we got to be careful that goals are realistic because when goals are not realistic, okay, you don't achieve them. All right. You get frustrated. You don't believe in them. You don't put the effort forth. I weighed about 228 pounds about four years ago. I weigh about 202 pounds right now, sadly. I'd really like to weigh 195. It's seven more pounds. In a perfect world, would I like to weigh 175? Well, yeah, I probably would like to weigh 175, but that's not a realistic goal for me, okay? 202 to 192 or to 195, that's pretty realistic. If I really put my heart and soul to that, I think it could achieve that. So number one, make sure that your goals are realistic, all right? They're needed. Manage activities, not methods or results. That's where the systems come in. I find a lot of well-intended owners or leaders or sales managers start managing their people too too much, okay? For example, in a perfect world, I would like to see every salesperson we have use an iPad, have a spire up on the iPad, use the OneNote and not be carrying pens and papers and these little three-by-five cards walking around, around client properties taking notes. But what I've realized is if that's the system that works for them, then let them do that, okay? We have an extremely successful landscape sales professional here that will sell close to $2 million worth of work, and he takes notes on three-by-five cards. He doesn't do a whole lot of typing into his iPad. I could manage him really hard and tell him, I don't want you doing that. I want you to do this. That's not smart. That's his system and it's working. So you got to manage the activities, all right? And there's three activities that salespeople should be engaged in. And I believe only three. Every day I prospect, okay? Every day I look for people that can do business with me or people that I can close, right? Every day I nurture. Every day I look for someone that I need to stay engaged with, a prior client to check on check in on them and see how they like the Buckeye tree that's blooming in their backyard, to follow up and see if the addition on the new building is coming well, to wish them a happy birthday, a happy anniversary, to congratulate them on a promotion, to congratulate them on their son graduating from college. So every day I prospect, every day I nurture, and then every day I close, okay? Every day I look for jobs to close and ask people if I can have the order. So the three activities that a salesperson ought to be involved in are every day I prospect, Every day I nurture, every day I close, all right? Don't get into managing minutia on them. It's not going to work. Trust me, I'm speaking from experience. And then lastly, dialogue and experience are needed. Are you doing one-on-ones? Chris, our director of sales ops here, religiously does one-on-ones with every salesperson once a month. He's got constant dialogue with them. He knows where they're going. He's involved in the sales meetings. He's talking to them. He's asking them how they're doing. He's checking in. He's monitoring their sales on Aspire. He's asking if he can help. He's 
telling me so-and-so did a really good job so that I can go say something to them. There's a lot of dialogue. There's also a lot of patience. We have a brand new young lady that's doing really, really well in sales for us here. She's only been here seven months. We've got to be patient with that, okay? Most major league baseball players do not get drafted and then start in center field for the New York Yankees their first year in big league baseball. Many of them start out in single A, then they go to double A, then they go to triple A, then they get a call up, then maybe they go back down, then maybe they come up. I mean, it's a lot of work, all right? Sales is no different. It takes time. We just hired another sales professional because we need one for next year, and we know it's going to take them about six months. It's going to take them three months to learn how to do their job, another three months to learn how Grunder wants things done and our nuances and everything else, no matter how much experience they have. All right. So it takes time. Look, going forward, here's what I would suggest that you do and understand. Number one, nothing happens till someone sells something. Onboarding your new salespeople, teaching them, sharing with them what a goal is, give them a mid-level goal, managing their activities. And there's three activities. Every day I prospect, every day I nurture, every day I close. And then finally, dialogue and patience and going through them. It's wise to have them spend time watching the crews. You may even want to have them work on the crew looking with the new ones and working with them, working with your existing ones. It requires a focus. Those Again, those goals are needed. Manage the activities, follow the process, keep that dialogue going and be patient. And then I would say finally, and this is a little bit of a right turn on you here, be careful about who you promote and stay disciplined in training and on your one-on-ones. It's normal for folks to promote their best salesperson to a sales management role. We see that a lot in the grow group with our peer groups. And just because someone has done a tremendous job in sales, that does not also mean that they're going to be terrific at managing everyone else at doing their sales, okay? So that's just a little side note. And then by all means, get involved in the grow group's virtual learning events on sales. We've got another one coming up here in a couple of weeks. They're a great opportunity for you to learn right from your desk like you're learning from me right here on Zoom. And it's a super, super start. So let me close by sharing with you a a little experience share here. That's a good story that I think it's both inspirational and it's practical knowledge to help you. And it kind of wraps up the message that I wanted to get across in this edition of the Grow Show Powered by Steel. Brad is one of our successful young salespersons. He has a degree in horticulture and he started out with that degree working on the crew. He made it clear when he started here that he wanted to do more than work on the crew. And he thought that sales was something that he would like to do. Now, he didn't have any prior experience in sales. And Brad is a fairly shy and quiet young man, like a lot of humble 24, 25-year-old people are, okay? I think if you come to one of our field trips here at Grunder Landscaping Company and you meet him, at first, I think you might be surprised that he's in sales because he doesn't interrupt like I do. He doesn't have the same energy level from that comes from him that you see from me. And I don't mean that in a bad way. He's very calm. He's very patient. He doesn't have a lot of movement. Marty's always moving. Marty's always got something going on. You probably wonder, you know, what did I drink this morning? How many cups of coffee did I have? I'm nervous sort. Brad's like this. I mean, the building could be on fire and Brad would say, well, everyone, we need to calmly walk out of the building. He's just got a really, really nice discipline to me. But you know what Brad is? He's way better than I am at staying focused. 
He follows our processes religiously. He is incredible and aspire at doing all that. But last, but certainly not least, and maybe most importantly, Brad cares. And he loves plants and it shows in everything that he does. He listens extraordinarily well and his clients like him. And here's the thing that I think shows that this is working. In the last two years, with no prior selling experience, Brad has sold over two, almost two and a half million dollars worth of work. Why? He follows the process, the process that we put in place. He's been having constant dialogue with our director of sales ops, Chris. All right. He listens to me when he asks me for some assistance on how to close something. He's watched our virtual learning events. He's a good student. He's following the process. Okay. So I hope you'll follow some of the process I laid out for you here in this week's edition of The Grow Show, powered by Steel. And I'll talk to you next week when we dig into another exciting topic that's going to help you grow your landscaping business. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Grow Show. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and head to growgroupinc.com for more information and resources to grow your landscaping business. A special thanks to the folks at Steel whose support makes this podcast possible and whose reliable handheld power equipment makes our jobs easier daily. We'll talk to you next week.